Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international news. 21 minutes after 6, good morning. In Russia, hundreds of people have been arrested over the weekend for attending public events to pay their tribute to Alexei Nelvanay, the opposition leader who died in a Russian prison camp north of the Arctic Circle on Friday. Russian authorities have said that he died of sudden death syndrome. Western leaders and others have blamed the Russian leader, Vladimir Putin, for his death. Nelvanay had previously been poisoned with a nerve agent after exposing what he said was massive corruption in the Russian state. After being treated in Germany, he went home and was then arrested several years ago. He'd been in prison since then. Roland Henwood's a political scientist and commentator at the University of Pretoria. Roland, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. How important was Alexei Nelvanay as a symbol of opposition to the Russian president, Vladimir Putin? He was probably the most important person in in the context of a broad Russian opposition movement, but not a united opposition movement. And difficult to determine exactly what his level of support were, but that it was bigger than anyone else and big enough to be a real threat, at least psychologically to Vladimir Putin, is beyond doubt. We've seen strange things happen in Russia recently. So he's died in prison. We saw the death of the leader of the Wagner Group, Pavel Prigozhin. He was in a plane crash. The accusation always comes that Putin or people responsible for him, are, or people close to him are responsible for his deaths, rather. Um, can it be that people who oppose Putin die like this? Oh, there's no question of doubt in that. And there's a lot of evidence actually directly linking the Russian leadership with the assassination of various um, figures, opposition politicians, um, people in business that have um, they've gone against him, especially in the context of the Ukrainian war, and also um, people that spoke out against him outside of Russia, um, people that served in the intelligence environment that left Russia have been assassinated, and it has been proven that that was carried out by people linked to the Russian government. So yes, definitely not an issue about this. Is there, I mean, Western media would have you believe that there's a sense of vulnerability around Putin, that he's acting like this because he, he would not win any kind of fair fight. There are elections coming there soon. From what I can see, Putin's really the only uh, candidate who's legally allowed to run. Obviously, he's going to win. Yes, and I think that's the essence of the issue. The the election outcomes are predetermined. Um, He will win. He's the only candidate. There's no one else that will be allowed. We've seen recently that even people with very um, little indications of support are being prevented from participating. So the idea that Putin wants to present is that he's not only just the ultimate leader, but there is no opposition to him. And of course, that's a myth. Um, It is possible in a system such as that in Russia to prevent any formal opposition from functioning. Of course, you cannot destroy opposition fully. There will always be opposition. And at some stage, it's going to show. But at least in the context of an election, you are a strong man and there's no credible um, figure opposing you. The Secretary General of the ANC, Fakil Mbalula, is in Russia with an ANC delegation. He certainly was over the weekend. They're attending a conference against sort of neo-colonialism. As I understand that, I think they mean by Western nations. Uh, there's been some reaction to Nelvanay's death from our, from our government. Condolences have been sent. Um, does this all put our government in a slightly difficult position or maybe the ANC rather? I don't know. Um, Definitely so. Again, the question is about the contradictions in our foreign policy, 
um, flip-flopping on key issues of human rights. And yes, one notes what the minister said. This is one political prisoner. There are many others. We can't react to all of them. But I think that's a very easy escape out of the issue. The bottom line is South Africa's foreign policy is muddled. South Africa is not clear on its own interests. And South Africa is more and more and continuing with associating itself with the worst kind of political leaders in the world. And and you, you cannot argue away the fact that there are so many contradictions in our foreign policy position. Do you think we're going to end up coming under a lot more pressure as a result of this? Um, we have, and the argument's made many times, we have extensive trade uh, ties with the West. The Middle East is a big part of this conversation as well, although I suspect that, that maybe for the Americans, our relationship with Russia is more of a concern. Yes, that is more of a concern, but not only with Russia, also with other um, like-minded political systems or, or political system for similar traits. And that's been an issue. South Africa's support indirectly often and unwillingness to act against these kinds of leaders and actions. And, and that is the contradictions you see. What, what we do in terms of a human rights argument in Gaza, but we don't carry through in other contexts. Even in Africa, we seem to be associating with more and more with leaders who are anti-democratic in their actions. And that, of course, raises serious questions. The fact that the ANC continuously goes to Moscow at very, and the timing for that often is tragically bad, if I may use those words. Um, But the questions are being asked, what are your real intentions? What are the political values that you propose and that you actually espouse? And and, and those are the serious questions that are always being answered in the wrong um, from a South African perspective. The bottom line is we are not seen as a trustworthy ally in international relations anymore. Roland Henwood, thank you. The view from him, a political scientist and commentator at the University of Pretoria.